You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. This is hour two. We just finished up a a really fantastic hour talking to Krista Thomas in the first segment about the Newman Centers in the Diocese of Rapid City, an important appeal coming up to support them and continue the important work that they're doing on those campuses. And in this last segment, we just talked to Aaron Filson and John Clark about their experience at the Made for Greatness men's retreat and really about masculine spirituality and the importance of going out on mission in our different walks of life. And both of them were husbands and fathers. So a lot of that is, you know, being a witness of Christ to their wife and and treating her beautifully so they have a great example of marriage that can be displayed for their children there's so many so much interconnectedness that comes back to masculine spirituality so if you missed any of those i really want to encourage you to go check out the podcast which will be up in the next couple of days available on the real presence radio app also realpresenceradio.com well i'm very excited about our next segment because I had mentioned that the theme of the show is going out on mission, and these men like quite literally went out on mission to Chimbote, Peru. We have Father Riley Durkin. Good morning, Father. Good morning. Good morning. And Brad Gray. Good morning, Brad. Good morning. It's good to see you. Great to be with you. <laughs> and you guys are just coming back uh, from a mission trip to Peru. That's, that in itself is just a, a pretty exciting opportunity. So... Let's just talk about, this was through the cathedral. It was a a mission trip through the cathedral? Right, yeah. So the cathedral, I was at St. Mary's at the time, of course, and uh, we fundraised for probably about a year, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Organized it, and uh, thankfully with the Peruvian mission we went on, it was through an organization based here in Fargo called Friends of Chimbote. Yep. uh, Which they did a lot of the heavy lifting. Yeah. Is uh, is Susan Trinka still uh, a part of that? Not sure. Uh, doesn't sound Don't familiar. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, she was she was uh, for for a while. Um, so, how did the idea for this mission trip arise in the first place? Then, well, I I had been down there before a few years ago. I, uh, five years ago, I spent a summer, ten weeks, in the same place where we lived, um, and it's it's always been something on my heart that I'd like to go back to. Uh, and so, last summer, I was an associate at St. Mary's and. You always get to ask your pastor for permission. So I asked Monsignor Gehring if this is something that you know, he'd be interested in. We think we can do it. Uh, and he he was on board right away. He didn't really have to think about it much. Wow, that's awesome. So we started collecting interest and fundraising, and we were able to make it. So this was an interesting decision for you, Brad. It was, yeah. Because you actually are part of Made for Greatness. Right. We had the retreat going on at the same time you were in Peru. Yep. But there was a very important aspect that you brought to prayer and just couldn't ignore. Can you talk about that? Right. So as you mentioned, Brandon, we had this retreat, and I was really excited about this, to have the opportunity for the bishop, the father of our diocese, to father his his sons. And, and I just, you know, this is the first time we've had that chance since Bishop Fold has been here the 10 years. And so we were very excited to have that, have him address the Eucharist, and I've been a part of the planning for this. And so when the opportunity for the, the mission trip came up, uh, my wife and I were both like, you know, this would be awesome for Joseph. He he really needs to go on this. And I, I told him, you know, he was, he was excited, he was interested in doing it. And I'm like, well, I, I'm sorry, I, I'm not going to be able to do that because we're putting on this retreat for 
uh, for men with the bishop, and you know I can't just skip out on that. <clears throat> and then uh, it probably wasn't too much longer later, within the next week, I was out with my brother and my dad, and they're like, "You got to go with him. This is a once in a lifetime thing. You need to go with your son on this trip." Like, really? Do you think I can? And and so it got the idea going, and I talked to the guys that are on the leadership team. You know, like, is it okay if I if I miss this? And they were all like, yeah, I think that's the right thing to do. Um, and so it was It was just like this door that I didn't, ex- didn't expect to open up. And then when, when Father talked about, like, the fundraising, you're like, oh, gosh. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> really? Okay. And he's like, I think we're going to get it all covered. I think we're going to get it all covered. Like, well, I... Hope that you're saying, Father. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's, we made the call. It was just, it was an awesome, awesome experience. And I'm glad you brought Joseph because one of one of my major things with this trip is, you know, it's important for the youth to go, but it was important to me that families, we make mm-hmm. this a family trip. Mm-hmm. Right, so parents go with, go with your children, experience this together, have this bonding moment. And it was a really cool thing to have those family connections throughout, you know, when we were meeting people down in Peru, like, oh, th- those two are father and daughter, these two are mm-hmm. mother and daughter, we're father mm-hmm. and son, there are a couple of the brother and sister there. And so it was just neat to have that, that link, that bond, uh, and it was just a phenomenal group of people that we were with. I think right. it's interesting, the family connection. Mm-hmm. Tonya had just seen something on Facebook the other day, and I was mentioning to another guest that... By the time our kids are age of 12, 75% of the time we're going to be able to spend with them is gone. Mm-hmm. By the time they reach 18, 90% of the time we're going to be spending with them is gone. Yeah. And so being able to connect with like your son, Joseph, I know we had other family members that I know of who went down with their children. What a profound experience. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was it was something, I, in many ways as a dad, I felt like I got to dis- discover my son in a mm-hmm. new way. You know, th- you have your average, ordinary, everyday flow of things with schoolwork and chores around the house and that sort of thing. Uh, but to get my, to see my son in this radically different environment was, was a, an utterly new experience for me as a dad. And, um, and I guess it kind of, I, that was part of my prayer down there actually was, it was asking the Lord to help me to, to discover Joseph in a new way and to meet him and, uh, and to be the father that he needs. Um, and I, I, a lot of those different experiences that I didn't anticipate kind of drew that out. The, the last day that we were there, we had a, a holy hour right before we got on the bus to to leave. And that really was the crux of my prayer. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah. So let's talk about the trip itself. So how long were you down there? What are some of the things that you guys did, Father? Well, from takeoff to landing, it was a 10-day trip. It was okay. the 10th through the 20th. Um, I, I told everybody before we left that the worst part of traveling is the traveling. <laughs> <laughs> And so, from le- to, from taking off in Fargo to showing up in Chimbote, it was probably about twenty seven hours mm-hmm. of planes and buses. Yeah, how many connections? Lots of connections. Uh, three, three, three flights. Okay, yeah. Fargo to Minneapolis to Atlanta to Lima, and a six hour bus ride as soon as we got there. Ooh, a six hour yeah. bus ride. Wow. Okay. Then we got off, ate quick, and tore down a house. Yeah. <laughs> got off, ate quick, and turned out, turned out. Like, that's a that's a great start to any story and adventure. <laughs> well, we had a little intermission there. We had to wait around for two hours to try to find Father's luggage, which got lost. Oh, yeah. no. Once we it arrived in Lima. That's, that's the trouble with travel, eventually. right? Because you just never know if your luggage is going to make it. Yep. <laughs> it eventually made it. I just had dirty socks for a while. <laughs> so you guys uh, got off, found the luggage, uh, and just went and tore down a house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got there just a random house. Yeah, just we picked one out. And yep. decided, that's going down. 
<laughs> but it was kind of cool because actually, at first when we got there, there was this party. Like everyone in the mission, they they had music pumping, they were dancing around. They had they're waiting signs. for us. They're waiting for us yep. to get off the bus. No yeah. kidding. They wow, had, each cool. one of us had the signs with our names, and then they pulled us into dancing with them and everything. It was just it was really weird and somewhat uncomfortable, but really kind of awesome at the same time. <laughs> Pull you out of your comfort zone oh, totally, a little bit. Totally. But after 27, <laughs> after 27 hours, hours of travel, yeah. you guys would have taken anything. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so you, you actually tore down a house. Tell me about the story behind that. So, yeah, like Father said, we got there, had a quick lunch, went out. It was probably, what, four in the afternoon already at that point because yeah. we got delayed with the luggage. And, um, and we got there, and the houses out in Chimbote, at least in the area that we were working, um, are mostly just reeds woven together into really? planks. Like the walls and the ceilings are basically that, that are wired together. They have, it was like, it was almost like bamboo poles as the supports for the... Yeah, astera is the Spanish word okay. for it. It's a, it's a dried reed mat looking okay. thing. Yeah, and so it's basically what you needed is a, a wire clippers to, to tear them down. There were a couple uh, panels that were, you know, pretty weather beaten, pretty, pretty rough shape for a couple of walls, but it was, um, yeah, we, we tore down two houses in two hours, I think. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Uh, and then, so it really didn't take, it really didn't take that long because no. there wasn't much to it. Uh, but the, the owners of the house wanted to save everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they, they had a little backyard. Okay. And so anytime we took down a wall, put it right there. Don't throw, throw don't throw it away. So obviously the point of taking down a house is to build a house. Right. Like how was it determined that these were the houses that were going to be taken down? So we work with it. We work with a charity while okay. we're in Peru. Okay. Um, a, a Chimbote based charity and these families apply and they go through an interview process to make sure that this is something that's actually needed. This will actually help the family. And then they, they decide on the families and then let us know. We found out our families probably about two weeks before we left. Mm -hmm. Okay. So w do you, did you know, like, the circumstances for, like, w were there houses, like, w were elements getting in? Or, like, what were mm -hmm. the circumstances for yeah. that? So we had we had 11 people on the pilgrimage, so we split into two groups. Okay. And so um, we, we were working on two houses, but this group was working on this house, and this group was working on that house. So Father and I were on the same team, and our team... Um, we were working for a family where it was a single mom with three kids. They had a 13-year-old boy, a 10-year-old boy, and a two-year-old daughter. A single mom with three yep. kids. Wow. Yep. Okay. And they all shared one bed. Um, wow. The house was, you. they had basically a, a, a perimeter of bricks that they had laid on the sand that the house was kind of built on top of, but it was just a complete sand floor. All of Chimbote is like beach sand. Hmm. There, there's no shrubs. There's no grass. It's just sand. It's like desert. It's the weirdest thing ever because the sand is actually going up the mountains that are just kind of <laughs> off the side. It, it was so surreal. Um, but yeah, they had a, a single bed in a, in a, a single room with, with sand floor um, and kind of a, a lean-to on the back of the the building that was uh, had the reeds over top of it that was a sort of a kitchenette. Um, but, I mean, they're kind of living in squalor. You know, they don't have any water there. Wow. Um, they didn't. I don't really know what they used for the bathroom because we built a bathroom for them out back. They kind of had an open back area. Yeah, like a cistern type. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it was just, it, it, was, uh, it was definitely incredible poverty. Um, but yeah, I, I know that we're gonna we're coming up on a break here, yeah. so we'll probably have to take a stop. Yeah, and yeah let's let's pause there. Okay. We'll continue the story when Real Presence Live continues. Please stay with us. You're not gonna want to miss the rest of the story about their mission trip to Peru. We will be right back.
Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Daily Meditations of Pope Benedict XVI, presented by Leonardo Di Filippis of St. Luke Productions. The Reasonableness of the Universe. The more we know of the universe, the more profoundly we are struck by a reason whose ways we can only contemplate with astonishment. In pursuing them, we can see anew that creating intelligence to whom we owe our own reason. Albert Einstein once said that in the laws of nature there is revealed such a superior reason that everything significant which has arisen out of human thought and arrangement is, in comparison with it, the merest empty reflection. We see revealed a powerful reason that holds the universe together, and we are penetrating ever deeper into what is smallest, into the cell and into the primordial units of life. Physics and biology and the natural sciences in general have given us a new and unheard of creation account with vast new images which let us recognize the face of the Creator and which make us realize once again that at the very beginning and foundation of all being there is a creating intelligence. The universe is not the product of darkness and unreason. It comes from intelligence, freedom, and from the beauty that is identical with love. Seeing this gives us the courage to keep on living, and it empowers us, comforted thereby, to take upon ourselves the adventure of life. This meditation is taken from Benedictus, published by Ignatius Press and Magnificat, and produced by St. Luke Productions. Learn more at stlukeproductions.com. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. We are back on Real Presence Live, continuing our discussion with Father Riley Durkin and Brad Gray, who recently returned from a mission trip to Chimbote, Peru. I am your host this morning, Brandon Clark, carrying the conversation. So before the break, you were talking about the circumstances and really the quality of life that the people mm-hmm. are experiencing with little water. You built them a bathroom, but didn't really know. It was like a cistern, Father, you were no. mentioning that maybe they were going to the bathroom. So this, what's really cool is actually this is, this is really improving quality of life. Before we get back into that, though, you mentioned something over the break that uh, a break is, is kind of the, uh, the word to use <laughs> break here. Break is the word. That, uh, you know, I know in, in, in destruction and in taking things apart that, you know, there, there's a natural things are just going to get busted up. Right. But, Accidents you know, happen. Yeah. when you're busting the stuff that the people oh, the own, people, yeah, yeah, that's they, not so good. All that's right, so good. let's hear the story. So, yeah, like Father was saying, they, they wanted to save everything. So the little panels of reeds and whatever else, they were kind of sending them off to the side in the backyard. And we had to move out all their furniture, which was pretty dilapidated. Uh, but we, we had moved out this this kind of, I don't know, hutch of sorts, I guess. It had some dishes and, and some pots and pans in it and uh, like a glass front of it. 
Um, and we set that off to the side. And then the, uh, the back, you know, it's all just sand there. It's yep. uneven and everything. And so as we're moving on another panel, we bumped it and it falls over and breaks the front of it. And the dishes mm. are kind of like, oh no, are, are we just coming here to ruin stuff? Or are we actually making things better for them? So that was a little bit of a stressful moment for me. So I'm, I'm kind of asking later on, so like, what do they get at the end? Do we, you know, <laughs> is this, this going to be okay? Is this going to be okay? So so uh, Brad ended up getting benched exactly. for, for yeah. that. Yep. Father, let's just talk about let's let's dive back into the quality of life thing, though. So, how cool that these people are able to get not just a, a new home, but like new facilities and uh, and, and such a great opportunity. Right. Um, and and the so you you mentioned you mentioned quality of life. Uh, so Mother Teresa used to tell her sisters, the missionaries of charity, that you can't bring Jesus to somebody with an empty stomach. Right. Um, qual- when we when we talk about quality of life, we have to remember that. If, if you're living, if you have life, you have quality. Mm-hmm. If you have life, you have dignity. So it's not an improvement on these things, but mm. more of a, I don't really know how to word it, I guess. I think it's just a matter of actually honoring that, right? I mean, we by the very fact that we're sons and daughters of God, we have dignity. Mm. But not everyone is put in a position where that's reflected in, in the way that they're able to live, right? Right. Okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So you guys were able to... Um, Tear down the old house. Talk about building the new house. What what process went into that? So after we tore it down, we like I said, it was a couple hours that afternoon, um, and then the next day, the contractors that we were working with uh, poured the, a cement slab for the house to go on. So it was no longer going to be just the sand floors, um, you know, and and kind of that very very minimal level of of existence there um, because before that there was really you were mentioning like there really was not much for a foundation yeah it was like a, a couple rows of bricks set on top of each other in a perimeter around there that you know once we took down the walls and the the roof uh if you if you kicked them with your foot they just fell over and fell apart yeah you that's think dangerous it, you think of it like a grass kind of lean to if yeah. you will um and they said they've been living in that house for about two years yeah. before we came yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, so they poured a concrete slab, and I gotta say, as a as a former builder, I got to do carpentry for ten years prior to starting up the the diocese in the marriage and family life office. Um, this was the most gratifying day of my carpentry experience, because we they have these panels that you know the the walls come in in sections and and so on. So in in one day, we came back the next day after they had poured the concrete. Um, and we put together, for both houses, we put together the exterior walls, the interior walls. We uh, hung the doors, hung the windows. We did the braces and supports for the roof, put on the roof, primed and mostly painted the entire thing, and built the, built the bathroom. In a day. In a day. It was incredible. It was uh, these, these guys. And so one of the things that was really cool uh, was that... When I was talking to Father, you know, there, there was a list, there was a packing list going into the trip of things that we should bring for ourselves and things that we could bring as donations and had like tool belts and stuff like that. And so I called Father. I'm like, are the tool belts for us or are they for them that we're leaving? He's like, well, you know, you could bring them to use and then if you left them for them, that would probably be something that they would really appreciate, which it was because I got a couple tool belts for Joseph and me and we had a speed square in there and a variety of different things. And the guys were using the speed square throughout and they're like oh this is great and and then i'm like you know as a former builder myself i know that that there are things out there that can be really really helpful father said you know last time he was out there they were just using hand saws for things i'm like well what if i bought a couple kits of battery operated tools that we could just leave with them out there so i got a kit with um 
one with two drills, a sawzall, a circular saw, and a light, another one with a couple more drills. So it had four batteries, and I went and bought a couple extra high-capacity batteries. And, uh, and then a bunch of other goods for the family, right? And so we're, we're, at one point, we're putting the walls together, and the bottom, the bottom two-by-four, uh, what we call in the business the bottom plate, um, the, was kind of, it was a little bit too long. It was bumping up against the other panel, and whereas we're trying to get them together, they can't get together. And so one of the, the Spanish contractors is like, hold on, hold on. You know, we can't talk to each other, really. But he's going off to get his hammer and, and chisel to try to get this thing out. I'm like, wait. And so I went and grabbed my sawzall and I just <laughs> just took off the bottom plate. They're like, excelente! <laughs> His eyes were like, what? <laughs> yeah, and so we're cutting holes in the walls to do the supports with the sawzall instead of like a little hand saw and they're notching the wood with circular saw instead of the hand saw that they're using. Wow. And so it was, a, it was an amazing thing because they said, after it was all done, they said they built like 150 houses for people and generally the span runs from four to six days for a crew to do so. We did yeah. in two. So wow. said it was easily a record. You're like, move over, let me show you how it's done. Yeah. <laughs> it it, it took just, longer it to cool. paint than it did to it actually did. put up the walls. Yeah. Yeah. As I said uh, the second day when we were finishing off the painting, because there were the, kind of these panels with creases and crevices in between them, it's hard to get in there and all that. Like, gosh, I felt like we built a city yesterday and now I've painted three boards today. <laughs> <laughs> That's how building goes though, right? That's how that my yeah. experience was everything goes up fast until you get to like, mudding and taping and sheetrock and it's just like yeah anyway uh let's talk about this experience though because this is a a mom a single mom with three kids Mm. now has a brand new home like when you think about that and you reflect on that father what what is what goes through your mind what goes through your heart well um, so you you think about the i i don't know the official term for it the sociology term the hierarchy of needs yeah right so when you fulfill the basics, right, food, shelter, water, then they're able to level up. You know, next one it would be education, all the way up to the very peak is self-actualization, but you need, the, you need the rest in order to reach that peak of where God is calling us to be. Um, and we were able to, for at least these two families, fulfill that, that bottom rung. Mm-hmm. The, the shelter, um, they've got power in their house now. Yep. I don't know if they had power before. I don't, wow. I don't think they did. And you know, like we said, the the family was was all sharing one bed. It was a mom and three kids yeah. in one bed before. They got two bedrooms. The boys got a bunk bunk beds in their room. The mom and and the little girl have another big bed in their own room. They got to pick out the colors for the house and everything. So it really was their place. They yeah. they they had the two bedrooms, the dining room, the the living room, the kitchen, um, and then the bathroom out back. It was just like this is an amazing place to be. Like all of us were like, I wouldn't mind living here. This is. And so it was. It was a totally, totally different way. And the kids were just going berserk as, as we're um, doing it. They're they're coming up in in Spanish. They're saying, "Well, thank you so much for our new home." And and then we brought a bunch of of kind of presents for them mm. and and things for the families. That the, the one boy, I think, is the ten year old. He's like claiming it all for himself. He's like, "This <laughs> yeah, the is the candy and the t- <laughs> so <laughs> gave you, a little doll to his sister. It's like you can yeah, have that one. Yeah, uh-huh, very nice. You've built several houses. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this experience probably was like nothing like you've ever done oh, before yeah. you know just seeing knowing that you have lots of children yourself mm-hmm. and seeing the joy on these children's face and this mom's face for having this 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 their own home mm-hmm. right there and and it's not just uh you know a one bedroom everything in the same space but there's actually division in there to be able to separate things like 
What, what's that like for you? I mean, this uh, it was easily the most rewarding project I've done. Um, and I think one of the things that the organization that we worked with, is, I'm so impressed by by what they do because it's not even just building a home. They meet with the families to put together a plan of, for sustainability, for growth. Mm -hmm. they, like how they, they've created a school for carpentry, a school for cooking, a school for sewing. Wow. They've got a kindergarten. So what they do is they don't, they don't just give these people a new home and kind of say, you know, keep warm and well-fed, God bless you. They, they train them and form them so that they're actually able to support themselves. They follow up with these families, make sure the kids keep going to school. Yeah. If they're not, why? How can we help you? Wow, that that's amazing, and that, and that just speaks to the. I believe it's Maslow's hierarchy of mm -hmm. needs. Uh, that just speaks to continue to to elevate mm -hmm. them, mm -hmm. which ultimately, you know, obviously, then if you if you're not worrying about what you have to eat or where, or where you live or, or education, you know, then you're able to grow deeper spiritually. Can you talk about the spiritual aspect of of working with these people while on the trip? Well, and well, now they have the opportunity, the freedom to be able to to make those decisions and to practice it. Mm -hmm. They're able to, I, I, I don't want to make any accusations, but if they weren't able to go to church before for physical reasons, they're now, now have, make it easier to have that ability to do so. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they had the priest come and bless their home at the right. end of it. Uh, Very the neat. priest came in and blessed every section of it. Well, holy water. Father was, uh, was running the holy water and dousing everyone. And they're all giggling. <laughs> we That's had a, great. a ceremony where we got to present them with the keys for their house. Um, wow. So it was cool. And they told the mom, well, open the door now symbolically. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's, that's beautiful. Okay, so two minutes left. I'm going to give each of you a minute. Uh, biggest takeaways, things that we haven't talked about from the mission trip so far. Um, yeah, I want to say two things. One, uh, people sometimes ask about my highlight for the trip. For me, it was watching uh, my, my group enjoy it all. Mm -hmm. Watching the you know brad and joseph and and our other uh, parents and kids that came with and be able to experience this together um we had a gentleman he was sick for two days of the trip and still said it was one of the best weeks of his life wow yeah right. um and the second thing i want to mention is uh, on the last day when the homes homes are being blessed and we're giving the furniture and all of that they have a little plaque on the front door that says you know friends of chimbote uh, mm. a cough is the peruvian charity and then it says, built by St. Mary's Cathedral, mm -hmm. right on the plaque. Uh, and so the money we used to build these houses, and we also did some things like distributing meals and hosted mm -hmm. a party and a, a few other things. Yeah. Um, that, that came from the charity fund at St. Mary's. Wow. And, and so it was a, 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 an entire parish event. That's beautiful. Did yeah. it together. All right, 45 seconds. Yeah, so there are a lot of highlights, but I'd say the first one that comes to mind was the day after we got done building the house, we got to take the families to the zoo and mm. got to take the kids on the high ropes course um, into a dinosaur park within the zoo that all the kids in Chimbote want to go to, but it costs extra so they don't get to. There was a trampoline park inside there. Got to take them on there for like 20 minutes, and they mm. were just having a blast. And these kids, we asked them, you know, have you ever jumped on a trampoline before? They said no. And so it was just, they, got mm. to, they were over the top with joy and with all these experiences that they never had access to before. It was so incredibly rewarding. And there are just a million things to, to rejoice over in this trip. Yeah, I wish we had more time. Unfortunately, we're coming to the end. So Father, thank you so much. Brad, thank you. Thanks, Brandon. And uh, thanks for just, I'm, I'm a member of the cathedral as well. And so thank you for representing our parish so well and, and being able to share the gifts of all of us at the cathedral with those who are in need. So thank you again. All right, we do have to head to a break so we can get into our next segment. When we return, we're talking about the sound of freedom. It's blowing up the box offices like nobody would believe. We're going to talk to the Senior Vice President of Global Distribution for Angel Studios about this and the success of the film and how you can still support it. Stay with us. Live, engaging, 
and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 